GA Studios, it's Jackson Wagner and Taylor Featherman. West Coast Bars. Let me live that fantasy. Surprise, surprise. He did the match. He did the monster match. It's Friday, Friday. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the West Coast Bias Show on your Friday. Today is October 27th. Powering through the month of October, just a few more days until Halloween. Um, my name is Taylor Featherman. Joining me shortly will be your regular co-host, Jackson Wagner. He's on his way in a hot rush, so stay tuned for that. Uh, and we will get to, we got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Um, a lot going on in the sports world, as well as our first in-studio guest, uh, and we're very excited for that, so stay tuned for that, and I'm sure we'll reveal um, who the guest will be as soon as, as, soon as Jackson rolls in here. Uh, all right, so I'm just going to dive straight into my headlines in the meantime. Uh, and we'll get to how was your weekend and all that jazz uh, in just a moment here. But uh, we'll start off with my headlines. I have three, and Jackson has two when he arrives. Uh, so my first headline, I, I think it's something that's kind of captivating the sports world currently. Um, the World Series is going on right now. There is playoff baseball happening at this very moment. Down in Houston is where the series is heading now. Uh, first two games in Los Angeles. Dodgers take first game 3-1 in kind of a boring game. But Game 2 on Wednesday was anything but boring if you watched it. Uh, Houston Astros come away with the win to tie up the series 1-1. to uh, 7-6 was the final score of that game. Um, and it went extra innings, too. It uh, went 11, for that fact. Uh, I mean, th- this game was just incredible. At the top of the ninth inning, uh, both teams were tied up at 3. And then the Astros putting some runs up there in the 10th inning with both... Uh, Jose Altuve and a Carlos Correa solo shot, which are two of the most exciting young players in the entire sport of baseball. Um, but in true fashion, the Doyers bounce right back. Yasiel Puig, one of the more exciting players a few years ago, had a rough patch these last few years, but seems to be right back on it with a solo shot to make it a one-point game. And then uh, one of the more exciting plays, just a single to right field and a play where you've got a man or you've got a Hernandez going to the dish uh, replay fashion to see if he was, if he was in or out and turns out he's in that ties the game five apiece. And then the Astros offense just comes swinging Uh, Springer knocks a two run home run scoring Maven as well, giving the Astros a two run advantage. Um, it, It was the world series so far has been incredible. Playoff baseball is incredible. There's really not much else you can say. Um, playoff baseball, man. It's the it's one of the best things. A lot of people, um, myself somewhat included, fall into the trap of that baseball's a, a more slow sport, so it's something that's a little bit more boring, as people would say. But um, I very entertaining stuff. Playoff baseball. It's kind of when all all of that momentum picks up and things things start happening. And so, certainly, so far, this World Series has been exciting, and we will have. Our World Series bet, me and Jackson, that is, uh, hammered out. I would say by the end of the show, that's probably a good, probably a good, uh, good timeline. Um, one one. I'm still as confident 
as I ever was in the Astros. He's still as confident as he ever was in the Dyers, I'm sure. All right, so next headline of mine, Thursday Night Football returning to true Thursday Night Football fashion. Uh, and when I say that, I mean a couple years ago, you may remember Thursday Night Football was very boring and very bad. It wasn't, it wasn't a pleasure to watch Thursday Night Football. It was terrible matchups, terrible games, terrible performances. But this season has been a little bit different. We've seen some great Thursday night games. For instance, last week alone, uh, that Chiefs Washington or oops, that Chiefs Raiders game uh, last week was an incredible game. Uh, both teams scoring their brains out, coming down to the wire in that game. Um, so obviously, that Thursday night football has been something people wanted to watch, along with you know Sunday night football and some in some cases Monday night, but. It's been terrible in the past, and once again, it was terrible. Last night, the Baltimore Ravens absolutely blanked the Dolphins 40 to nothing. albeit the Dolphins did not have their starting quarterback, Jay Cutler, Matt Moore in as his replacement. Matt Moore, two interceptions, 176 yards. I, the Dolphins are not good. I People act like if this team just had a consistent quarterback, they would be good, and I, I get that to a sense that Jay Cutler comes in and things kind of work out a little bit. It seems like this team's moving the ball. But if anything, Jay Ajayi, coming into the season, he, he seemed bulletproof. Coming off last year's big season for Jay Ajayi, people thought he was the running back of the few. I, I, I've never liked Jay Ajayi. I don't think – well, I've, I shouldn't say not liked him, but as a football player, I don't think he's a great football player. I don't think he's a, a, a great NFL running back as, as some other people think. Uh, last night, 13 carries, only 26 yards. That's 1.8 yard a carry, uh, no touchdowns. And then Kenyon Drake, young youngster out of Alabama, if you do remember, uh, six carries, 22 yards. I I I don't know why Kenyon Drake doesn't get more more burn in this offense. I mean, Kenyon Drake, he he's a player who we saw always kind of in this backup role back in the Derrick Henry days at Alabama. I mean, this is a player where if he if he ever gets a shot. He could maybe do something. I, I this backfield though with Miami. I think something's going to give, and I don't know what I mean by when I say that, but I I think you'll see changes soon. I mean, with JJ carrying the ball as poorly as he has, I mean the pass game is what is it? It's going to be what it's going to be at this point with the Dolphins. You've got great wide receivers. You've got guys like Jarvis Landry. You've got uh, Kenny Stills who's having a great season. Um, and, Jay, and obviously Landry out of LSU, one of the better wide receivers in the entire league, Odell Beckham's best friend, Jarvis Landry, that is. Uh, but you have to have a quarterback to get the ball out to these wide receivers, and, and Matt Moore is not that guy. And frankly, I don't really think Jay Cutler is that guy in a lot of cases, um, although I, I, I am a fan of Jay Cuddy. I would have liked to have seen what he could have done at Fox Sports as a broadcaster, but I think that day is probably coming. But on the other side of the ball, Joe Flacco and the Ravens, 40 to nothing against the Dolphins. Just an absolute terrible football game. Um, I I just, I don't know. I, I can't stand, I can't stand Thursday Night Football. It's back to being terrible. But speaking of back, Jackson Wagner, welcome. Hey, what's up? Morning. How's it going? Good, how are you? Good. I was not asleep, I promise. That's good. That's, uh... Yeah, run a little late. Got lost hey. in the class project. Got the text from Tato. I was like, "Wait, what time is it? I still got plenty." Of t- oh, oh no, I don't. Never I'm mind. glad I shot a text. Yeah, that was a it was a much needed text. <laughs> Just in that logo design 
Ooh. mood for Illustrator, and I don't know what happened, but just just hammering them out. Yeah, it was uh, not good, not good. But hey, I'm here now. Here? I listened to your opening on my Sprint. Nice, and it was great. Do what well I can. Well done. Do what I can. Handled it with class and grace. I thought about just coming out and just Sergio dipping it, and just you could hear the hesitation <laughs> in my voice and just being scared. No, there's no Sergio dip in the studio. There's no Sergio dip in the studio. We should get a dip though. Maybe a sw- an onion. Is it too Ooh. early for onion dip? Uh I don't know. I don't know. I think onion dip is. Th- it might be one of no those. Seasonal. It might be one of those 24-hour dips. You yeah, never, you never know. I think there. so. Um, okay, so I, I got through two headlines. One of which was the World Series being knotted up at one, yeah. and we are going to make a, a radio wager. So far, the winning wager on Ooh. that, I think, is Mama Wagner's. Yeah. I have to talk kindly about LeBron James for a minute, and you have to talk kindly about Steph Curry for a minute. Yeah, that was uh, my mom texted me after the show and said, I don't have Twitter, so I can't send it in to you guys, but I'd just like to throw this out there. I think that's after, a good one. After that Friday, sh- or that was the Monday show, I guess, that we, that was the we, Monday we show. debated for a while about LeBron and, and Steph. Obviously, have some differing opinions. So. Yeah, I mean, we could go first take and do that every day. Oh, yeah. But, you know, try Maybe to avoid have to that. Flip it around and. Uh, but uh, talk a little nice. So we'll yeah, see. well, I I don't know. I mean, the people on Twitter. I don't know if we should open things up to people on Twitter anymore. Yeah, there's been there's some, some horrifying. Um, yeah, one one folk suggested a nipple pierce. Yeah, knocking that to which not I that. said you're a lunatic. Yep, agree. Se- seemed a fitting response. <laughs> um, yeah, I. One of your uh, Lucas suggested the shaving of the heads. Oh yeah. Which like, was my on-air suggestion. Kind sports. I'm not going to shave my head. This is okay. 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 I get the line saying, is drawn yeah. in the sand. If it was Mariners I'm Mets, it. I would be a lot more into if whatever If it was Mariners Mets, Mets, this might be a blood sport. Yeah, might exactly. Might be to the death. Exactly. I don't know. It's Dodgers who are like maybe a top, maybe like one of my top ten favorite teams in baseball. And the Strohs. Against a, a division rival of mine, so that's obviously. So you hate the Strohs. hate the Strohs. But, but Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll come up with we'll come up with a bet by the end of the show, hopefully. Yeah. And then my other headline was just that Thursday night football sucks again. Yeah. And that's where I'm at so far. Which is true. How was your week? It was good. It was it's busy. If you couldn't tell. Uh, Sorry, I'm a a little scrambly here, early in the morning. But yeah, good. I mean, you're always a little scrambly. A lot going on. We got started up my uh, coaching gig here at uh, Lola Middle School, so we're doing that. Nice. uh, Got some soccer today. No games yet, though. No games yet. No, Monday's our Ooh. Monday's our home debut. Ooh. So All right, we'll go over X factors and matchups yeah. on Monday's yeah. show. All right, sounds good. <laughs> get you coached up, good. Exactly. Get me get me prepped, <laughs> ready to go. But yeah, I mean, good. Just, just busy still. You know. What about you? How's how's I, everything treating you? I feel like my week's been kind of just like low key, if that's possible. I know that every week I talk about how much I watch football or whatever. Yeah. But that's not really the case this week. I mean, the Monday night game wasn't great. Mm-hmm. The Thursday night game wasn't great, yeah. so I didn't really watch either of those. Um, instead, I opted. Uh, I, I noticed my roommate had never seen uh, Zodiac Ooh, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. Have you seen that movie? Oh, it's incredible! It's an incredible movie. Such a great film. And and my roommate had never seen it, so we we uh, dove into the two and a half hour oh, world. Oh yeah, that's a long one. That is Zodiac last night. It's a and long and dark one. Yeah, but long and dark is is the an accurate description of that. But I I forget how big of a Jake Gyllenhaal fan I am. Oh, Jake Gyllenhaal is the best. Yeah, he, yeah, he's just watched South Park a couple nights ago with my. There you go, and, yeah. and that's a total different Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, that's wow, what a range that guy's got. Huh? I, I I really think that just based off of some interviews and stuff I've seen with him, I think that the Zodiac character of Jake Gyllenhaal 
just how mild manner he is. Not necessarily the reading and being like super quiet, but just yeah. like I don't know. I think that's more close. I mean, because obviously in Southpaw he's a famous athlete, so he's yep. buying watches and being a celebrity. He's a tough guy. He's got an yeah. accent. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, big Jake Gyllenhaal guy. Nice. Yeah, nice. nice. Gyllenhaal. Um, he's great. All righty, let's. Uh, we'll ready keep- for you ready for headline number one from me? Do you want to break the news of our our first studio guest? Well, I might have bad news. Oh no! As far as that's considered. Oh no! <laughs> as I'm already stressed out and, oh. and sprinting in, I got a text. It was supposed to be uh, friend, your friend, a friend. Yeah, I'd say friend of the show. Um, Tato Fabian, be best Fabian Krizlovic. As you may know, senior, the only senior on the uh, on the Grizz basketball team. Right. They had their moon and silver scrimmage, so we were trying to hook him up. He missed the bus this morning. He ah. texted me, so he's trying to make it in. He said he'll let me know when he's on his way. We will see if that works hey, out. Hopefully he can make it in. Not, I think he has a class at 10, so he's planning on being ooh. here from 9.30 until a little – Ooh, that's tough. Until if, about 10, and then – If not – We I'll, could get him back in. Yeah. We could – Not worried about yeah. it. He's, he's a good dude. He, he'll he'll, he'll be that. on this show sometime in the near future, get a little Grizz preview. There you go. Talk a little bit. About Australian go. basketball, Ben Simmons that's, doing well. That's yeah, and that that was what so I wanted. We'll, to, and I was gonna maybe bring up Exum. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll dive into all of that. Hopefully today, climate maybe. climate change. Hey. Just, it's a lot lot hotter down there, probably uh, down under. See a big. We could do Della our Padova Australian guy? accents. He could do his. See how upset American he gets at us. Accent. Yeah, That'd be he's fun. got his his American accent is much better than my Australian accent. It's it's sad but true. Crocky, yeah, look so, at that gator, huh? Hopefully That's terrible. we have him. Oh yeah, that gosh. was that was that not was good. Bad. That was. Uh, Hopefully I get to lay that on him. Don't uh don't offend him. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm gonna try not we, to. He's our first guest. We can't scare all the other guests away. Can't have him There'll going. Be a rap out on the streets. They go. Don't to, go to that West Coast show. All the athletes when they gather together every They're night. Gonna make fun of your accent. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. But is he a big Stephen Adams fan? I don't know why I'm asking yeah. you these things. I mean, I'll wait. I'll wait yeah. and talk with him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think yes. I would say he's a fan of everyone from down there. Well, I, I mean, to I be know fair, that's New Zealand. Della Vadova is just a rock's throw away. Yeah. But that's best like friend Taylor of- is a big Ian Clark fan, and him and Fab argue a lot whether or not Ian Clark is better than Della Vadova, which oh Della Vadova is better. Ian Clark's cooler, probably. I don't know if Della Vadova is better. Delhi is yeah. Delhi's had some great Deli's runs, big. and he's a he's big got a time. Ring. He's a big time hustle player. Reminds me of a young Kirk Heinrich yeah. myself, just yeah. being fast and trying he's good, harder he's than a everyone Curry else. Stopper, right? Except but, he wasn't really then in the second finals, but he had like yeah. a couple good games against Curry, and everyone was like, "Oh my goodness!" That and I loved that. Uh, Dove is the greatest. In the post game, it showed everyone drinking a bunch of you know pouring champagne yeah. all over themselves, and he had a a Corona can. <laughs> I have never seen a Corona can. Yeah, but he had a Corona. He shoved a lime down into that. Yeah, a Corona can. can, and then and then like a Hawaii shirt on, and like I don't know. He's just you know Delvadova gonna Delvadova. Del- There's only one Matthew Delvadova. He, I kind of hate him, but yeah, I'm he not, goes hard. I'm not know? sold. I'm not sold. He goes hard, and that's all you can really ask for. Okay, let's uh, let's do your headline. All right, let's- headline number one kind of goes with the baseball theme we were talking about earlier. Joe Girardi. Yes. Out. As the Yankees manager, ten years in the Bronx, I it's crazy to me, and I th- we talked about this a little bit on Monday's show when Dusty Baker was fired. So many of these managers make it to the playoffs and then boom, they're out. Right. John Farrell out in Boston. Alex Cora is coming in to be the new manager there. Right. 
Now Joe Girardi out in New York. After what you would have to say was a successful year for game, the Yankees. Game seven of team. an ALCS. Yeah, a young team. We talked about it on Monday. They weren't expected to be here. We didn't think they really – we thought in a couple years this is going to be the best team in baseball. I mean, but, you thought that and well, stuff, but I mean, I'm holding out hope. I think it could be – oh, yeah, the Mets are going to be – No, they, I'm just holding out hope that Judge <laughs> says, I'm out of here, forget uh, you guys and – I don't know. I'm a sour. I'm a sour New York yeah. fan. I'm sorry. No, that's you continue fair. Your that's point. fair. Continue but your point. My bad. Just, I mean, the players clearly supported Girardi. They, when they won Game Five of the N or the ALDS, and now I can't remember who it was. Somebody came out and said that one was for Joe. We knew, uh, we knew his job might be riding on this, and we wanted to win it for Joe. Which is absurd. And then for and and it sounds like I mean, which is how they always try to frame these things. His contract was up, and the story is that both sides agreed that he wouldn't return. Both sides were okay with it. I, I mean, if you're the manager of the New York Yankees, I think you want to come back. I don't think there's ever a situation where you say, oh, I've got one of the best young rosters in baseball. I just took a bunch of 22-year-olds to the ALCS Game 7. No, I'm just going to leave I mean, that's the highest-paying job say, probably in the MLB. That's essentially the the pinnacle of yeah. like. <laughs> I mean, if you baseball. want to, yeah, if you want to make the most amount of money in baseball, you go to the New York Yankees, basically. Right. Whether you're a player, a GM, coach, manager, it doesn't really matter. They have more money than yeah, anyone yeah, else in baseball. They have the biggest checkbook and are very loose with it. Yeah, I don't. I find that interesting because I mean, in in so since 2008, Girardi has the second most wins behind yeah. only Joe Madden. 910 wins. That's a lot of wins. That's a lot of wins for just a little bit under 10 years. I yeah. mean, that's you know, that's 90 wins a year ish. Yeah ish a couple bad seasons in there but that but, just goes to show how good some of those teams were i mean yeah. joe girardi is, is a good manager in baseball and he's obviously going to land on his feet somewhere yeah um i don't know i find that interesting especially because i i feel like baseball managers are one of the most like overlooked yet underlooked you know what i mean yeah it's like they do so much and yet people think they're so replaceable yeah it's interesting it's interesting and that's i mean it's just weird looking at now you've got Red Sox, Yankees, Nationals, three teams that were very good this year, three teams that it's going to be interesting to see how they react to they're going to have a new person in charge. Right. We got a little of that on the on the home front as well with Chris Softball, Jamie Pinkerton led that team in just three years. Just three years they've been in existence. Already won a Big Sky Conference tournament. Yeah. And now Pinkerton gets the job at Iowa State. We'll see Melanie Michael, who's a, a native Missoulin, which I did not know. I've worked with Melanie for Three years now. Did not really know that she was from Missoula, but dream job for her, taking over the program. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how all that goes. But yeah. th- there's a lot of. I mean, similarly, I a lot think, of talent on that roster. I think the Royals. Michael can do. Royals championship win went to Pinkerton's head. Oh man, yeah, you were. You guys probably. Uh, that, yeah, I had on opposite sides. There, I had him on the show, um, back in the TBT show days. Yeah. During the the World Series, and it was the worst interview I've ever done because he just hounded me. Oh yeah, he is relentless. I uh, worked, I mean, worked the the Go Grizz job where I talked to him basically like four times a week for stories, and I would show up so to his office. You guys are like BFFs, basically, yeah. Okay. But I would show up to his office, and it was r- relentless. I, I would be wearing I have a Toronto Blue Jays hat, and oh, the Blue Jays they lost this, and like, what was this guy doing in oh, the he's sixth inning nut. here, and like what? And I would just be like, ah, mostly I just really liked it. This hat has a maple leaf on it. And he would then would, I'd be wearing a Mariners hat and he would let me have it for that. And I always talk about 
But it was, I mean, it's great to talk to somebody that knows so much about the game. So he was Big always a fan like, of all things Maple Jackson Wagner. Oh, maple man. syrup. Maple syrup, great. Maple, maple Jordan. leaves, great. Maple Jordan. Big Maple Jordan. Big fan. Maple Jordan. Andrew man. Wiggins is the future. Maple Jordan. Gotta love that nickname. All right. Uh, you got one more? I do have one more. Then do you have one more? I do have one more. Okay, good. Uh, so my next one, Portland once again. Wow. The Trailblazers. Poor Portland. Losing another heartbreaker. Uh, yeah. You saw this earlier in the season. Giannis Antetokounmpo. There we go. That was, ooh, that was hey, close. Hey, right there. I'm getting, I'm getting close. <laughs> but uh, he, uh, the Greek freak, absolutely just destroyed their hopes. Stealing the ball from, I believe it was CJ uh, McCollum. And then yeah. going all the way down the court, dunking the ball with just seconds left in the Probably game. Probably a foul. And then fouling CJ McCollum back. Or was it Dame fouled? He Actually, fouled CJ on the strip right. and then dunk. Right. When the Blazers were up one. Yeah. And then the Blazers, yeah, couldn't get it back. Just destroyed, the, just destroyed the hope of the Blazers faithful. Yeah. And then last night, it happens Oof. again. Uh, clock winding down. L.A. Clippers versus Portland in L.A. Who are you going to give the ball? Big Actually, shot. in Portland. Uh, dribbling down the court, 101-103, the score. Uh <laughs> Portland with the two-point lead, you know, you'd think that the ball would go to someone. You know, I don't know who you think the ball Not would your go power to. forward, probably. Not your power forward on the arc, but instead yeah. the ball certainly does go to Blake Griffin oh. on the three-point line. What? And he hammers home the three with Dang. the clock expiring, knocks down the three to give the Clippers the 104-103 win over the poor, poor Trailblazers. That's a couple tough losses early in the season. I, Especially in the West where, uh, I mean, people talk about the NBA and how games don't matter. I think in the West, basically every single game matters. So Yeah. No, you're right. Because, I mean, well, you can be uh, a pretty mediocre team and still make things happen in the East. But Portland 3-2 and two currently. I This Portland team, in my opinion, I, I think is one good good small forward, power forward away from, from being a good team. Yeah. I mean, they were in the talks for Melo. I think if you, if you have Dame, CJ, and Melo – I don't know how much defense is being played on that team. Not a yeah. lot, but practically yeah. zero. But that might be the best offensive team. They would rival the Absolutely. the Golden State Warriors as far as just offensive they cur- talent. They currently rival them. I mean, just with Dame and CJ. Yeah, that's a, looking at the best backcourts, which is a debate. Yeah, uh, that gets brought up often. I, I mean, I think you have to go with with Golden State it, at yeah. one, and I think Portland's a, a top five. Yeah, I mean Wall and Beal are in there. Wall and Beal are in there. I've always, I ride for Lowry and DeRozan. No one else. I, no, and I give you that. They, Lowry I mean, and DeRozan are great. It's a, yeah, it's a weird thing because they're in Canada and they play a different kind of basketball. But, they, I mean, there's there's some other great ones. But yeah, Portland, Portland's right there. Boom. I, I, I mean, they could easily be five and zero this year. Two Canada references. Two. Hey, hey, we're all about Canada. But Jackson Wagner, not Canadian. Not Canadian. No, just. Just, Canadian adjacent. Just a uh, just a big fan. Just a big fan of the great northern Quest Casino. Canadian Wait, what adjacent. is Northern Quest Casino? No, that's in like Idaho. That's that's a, those are those commercials that. Yeah, that's in yeah. like Idaho. That's not in not in Canada at all. That's that's fair. That's I mean, fair. Idaho is basically Canada, but. Yeah, true. true. Poor poor vandals. Poor vandals joining the big sky again. All right, you ready for my last the Golden Stein. headline? It's not the Golden Stein. The Golden Stein. Yeah, Is it the, the Golden little, Stein? The Little Brown Stein. Little Brown. Yeah, Golden would be way sicker. But That'd be, yeah. Instead, it's a Little it's Brown little, one. It's Little and it's Brown. Instead of Big and Golden, it's Little and Brown. And honestly, who cares about <laughs> no one wants anything our Stein. that's Little and Brown? 
No one wants our stein. Grizzlies right. still have the stein, I believe. I think they've had it for it's like 30 a, years or something. a long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll see. Uh, final headline, which is another thing we've kind of talked about on the show before, but it just continues. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Harumbo! Is going to – He's on, he's on the MVP pace so far. He's the first player in history to average at least 35 points, 10 rebounds, and 5 assists through the first five games of the season. Last night, he l- attempted to murder Aaron Baines on <laughs> a basketball court, I think. I don't think he was even trying to dunk it. I think he just wanted Aaron Baines to cease his existence. Yeah, I think Jumped there's from charges. Basically just inside of the elbow, off of both feet, Rises up. He's about five feet away from the hoop, probably still, maybe longer, and just tries to throw it down over the. I mean, I don't know exact height and weight on Aaron Baines, but he's got to be uh, seven foot three hundred. Yeah, Baines a big guy. It looked like the Space Jam dunk. Yeah, it, uh, those freaky arms that Giannis Where, like has. the legs get yeah. pulled out, and it's just the arms. The arms are just still. He, I mean, he can stretch we both, those we both out. Did probably, the arm. Yeah. we both did the. <laughs> We're arm doing thing, it in studio, in but case you guys here. can't really see it. Yeah. So. But just imagine we're doing the art. We're stretching our arms out, so yeah. it looks cool. But just watching us or something. The Greek freak. I mean, the dude's a baller. They they ended up losing to the Celtics last night, but twenty eight points for him continues his his amazing start. Kyrie had twenty four. Good good let's, game for Kyrie. I'll give it to him. Let's talk about he the had floor. one. He had one great play. Let's talk about the floor. Oh I, man, I'm not a fan. Can't do it. What? Not a fan of the floor? Can't do it. Oh. You, we should explain the floor. The Bucks, okay. the Bucks went with a retro floor, uh, retro hardwood, retro jerseys, and they switched. They were not playing in their normal arena. They went to the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee's really? arena, I didn't know which that. is what the, the 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 mecca, the OG Bucks, the OG Bucks used to play in the mecca, and they redid huh. the court to look exactly like it did in those days. It's a new court. They brought it in. No, I know it's a new one, but like I just. I don't know. The colors are weird. I, I've never heard of a team getting a floor for just one night. This is, happens. It happened quite a few times last year. I think the Raptors uh, had a they had a husky design floor. Uh, there were a lot of throwback uh, looking floors. I don't. I don't pay a lot of attention to the headlines. I suppose. Yeah. I, I mean, sit here this is a minor headline. Segment. I'm a. I'm just really in on the. Anytime there's a jersey mix-up or a court mix-up or anything like that, I follow I, like, I follow a couple counts that track all that stuff because I just think oh, it's do cool. You? So, oh, do you? Uni Watcher. Uni Watcher. That's a good one. Is that for all sports? Phil, Phil and Yeah, all sports. They uh, wow. People tweet whenever there's like a change in the jerseys. People tweet. I Sometimes when I was in high school, would tweet Grizz football stuff at them, and they'd retweet me, and I would think Ooh. I was really sick, but not actually the case. But oh, poor Jackson. Yeah, the, I mean the Mecca and the thing. So the thing that happened with this. So they have this new floor painted to look old fashioned. It's a. I mean, it's a great floor. I. Uh, I am of the opinion there's like cool diamond patterns on it, weird colors. They had their throwback jerseys on to match it. Kyrie Irving, noted person that I dislike, um, <laughs> shows up after the shoot around. A well known Jackson the, hater. The yes. media, yeah, the media is talking to him and. He's saying, you know, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. You know, it's an old court. I can tell they just they just put a new paint job on it. A, no, that's that's incorrect. It's a new floor as well. And B, like, what? What does that even mean, Steph? I've played on tile floors and, like, concrete. It's not. Wow. Well, you just called Kyrie Steph, so I know oh, you're geez. upset. Jeez. I know you're upset. I'm, f- I'm flustered. <laughs> but Hey, you shut <laughs> up, Kyrie. Steph. Or Kyrie. Also, Steph, quit throwing your mouth guard. That Both of you guys, shut up. But. 
You In- fast point guards with handles <laughs> who can shoot threes. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Kyrie, Kyle Lowry plays the right kind of basketball. Hey. Well, man. They're better than Kyle Lowry. I just also like Kyle Lowry. But he says, we'll see. Uh, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I'll, uh, I mean, as soon as I took three steps on it, I knew this wasn't, wasn't an NBA floor that I'm used to playing on. And, you know, I'm just a big safety guy, so I'm worried about my knees. And, I mean, come on. It, this is a fun thing. They're doing uh, a throwback yeah. to a, a court that, I mean, for, for a person like me, it's a court that I I recognized. Not a not a huge thing, but I'm pretty sure for for most people who watch the Bucks play, the old Bucks play on those courts, that's a an amazing thing that happened. I'm sure people in Milwaukee loved it. And Kyrie is just no fun. He's uh, he's so woke these days. We talked about his interview on First Take when he just misanswered every question and yeah his world is flat thing he's just the world is flat thing is is interesting i i don't he has these weird hot takes that i just strongly disagree with and that's all that's all i have to say about the kyrie irving and the mecca court it's a good court kyrie's lame how's that is it because the world's flat thing is that what's getting to you no i mean no I thought I actually thought that was like kind of funny when it first came out because I thought he was just messing around, which I think now he has said that was like that was just a joke. He was just, but he he claimed that he was doing like a social experiment and uh, Ky- his- Kyrie Irving. I feel like is a basketball player who tries to come off as such a sophisticated. It's it reminds yeah. me kind of of like James Franco. Yeah, in a sense of like James Franco, he is what he is. And to me, he's a, a an actor who's best suited in comedy roles. Who is, I think, a pretty good actor. I find him entertaining, but he tries to like have this old, whole other side to him, where he's like, you know, writing poetry and like trying to be this well, you know, yeah. well versed, overly sophisticated individual. And like, I just, I don't think that's a good look for people in that in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think it helps Kyrie Irving to like. I know, like, right when you open 2K18 and he is, like, the cover athlete or whatever, there's, like, a quote in the background with Kyrie Irving's face over it that says, like, basketball isn't a game. It's an art form, and I'm the artist or something. It's just, like... Yeah. <sighs> cool, dude. Yeah, you know, why why don't you just shoot that three? What, you know, yeah. c- come on now. His his Instagram bio says, I am my true self. Are you? See, and, and, and like, his his profile picture is an eye in the middle of a triangle, and... The top triangle. Well, that's, hey, three, hey, that's six, Illuminati. Nine. Oh, for sure. That's, that's come on now. LeBron got him into the Illuminati, and then he leaves LeBron like that. How dare wow. he? I think LeBron runs the Illuminati. That's just my opinion, though. I shouldn't say that I'm on scared. live air. Yeah, I'm gonna, I think, yeah, I'm gonna get. I think. I think you just. If put I'm it missing out for the next show, you know why. <laughs> You're sleeping in. <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, the Illuminati got you. Wow, that was good though. That was a good. Burn. Yeah, I thought that was good. That was good. All right, well, that was the fastest headline segment ever <laughs> here on West Coast Bias Show history. So that's <laughs> wow. Wow, what's playing on that? That was not something's nice. making terrible noise. Ooh, that's scary. Ooh, I don't know what that Halloween. is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> There's ghosts. There's something happening There's in here in the studio. <laughs> Okay, I think we're going to break. <laughs> I apologize if there's scary noises happening during the break. <laughs> we'll be right back. Don't you think I'm so sexy? I'm just so fresh, so fresh, so fresh. 
We're so fresh and we're so clean. West Coast Buy Show, KBGA 89.9. All right. Uh, I We've talked about it uh, recently, that is, uh, Grizz football. We didn't yep. talk about them Monday. We didn't talk about them Friday because they were on a bye. Yep. But we're back on our regular schedule of talking about Grizz football. Yeah. Big game this weekend. Huge game. And some news Huge. broke this week. Some news broke this week. Yeah. Right after the Monday show, once again getting scooped. <laughs> yeah. We, by the local a, papers. That's a always happens. I'm gonna call the Missoulian. I'm gonna say, hey, you drop news, you drop it before eleven. So that. So that we, we can discuss it. By a show can discuss Since it. Since yes. we're such a media powerhouse. Yes. Everyone needs to get. I think people still get their news from the radio first, right? I, I don't know. Is that how it works? I. I get my news on my phone yeah, on the Twitter that's, feed. That's how everyone gets. Or news. breaking if it like gives you know if like there's like a big injury or something it'll give me like a pop up like it like, makes that noise kind of or like like a like a no 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 like if it's yeah, ESPN or yeah, something you, you know go, yeah. it'll pop up like a something like yeah you know, Gordon Hayward broke the crap out of his leg very much broken he'll say something like that broke so. the crap out of it that's yeah that's good <laughs> that would have been a good description that's, of that injury I would have been I would have known exactly what happened Man, yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. Um, Grizz football, Weber State this weekend, big game. Yeah. Best, I would say the best player in the secondary. Yeah. I think without a doubt, Justin Strong. Suspended. Suspended. Two games. Two games. Alleged he has not been charged with anything, arrested on suspicion of assault. Apparently was in Pullman during the bye week, got into an altercation at a party, landed a couple punches, actually fractured the skull of who it now Ooh. turns out is a Washington State hammer thrower. So hammer thrower, I wouldn't mess like with hammer just, throwers. Like that's, track and field hammer oh, throw. Oh, I thought you meant his, his just thing throws, was just he throws no. hammers. <laughs> he's not, like, he's well, not like the Koopas in Mario. I was like, I was like just, well, first of all, if he's got the hammers on him, I wouldn't be fighting him. Yeah, no. No, so I mean. But it was a self-defense thing, right? That's, I, I feel like I read that. That's what Strong is saying is that it was, and he did the reports say that he had a bruised eye and kind of a swollen lip. So hmm. he no yeah I mean and I think the fact that it's been because this happened Saturday night I want to say maybe Sunday and still nothing is out on charges being filed so when well, he, he was probably has a decent claim to self defense uh, sounding like at this point I and mean, I believe he was released on his own in cognizance right yeah no I don't I, know if those are the words that you're actually supposed yeah, to yeah I don't know what those words were but yeah he uh, <laughs> he was it, no there was no bail I don't. They sent them out. Yeah, they were like, all right, you're, get if, out if, here, if get no out. charges are going to be filed, like, get out of here. He's suspended for two games, so it's a violation of the code of conduct. If if charges end up being filed, that's a felony offense in Washington, and he's probably done for the year. Yeah, so we'll I mean, a felony is real, real, that, real th- this, this will continue to, to move forward and progress. There were also a new report came out last night that there were a couple football players with him. Ooh. They were not. It doesn't sound like as involved. Uh, maybe just hanging out, picked him up or whatever from hmm. from the station or what happened. A lot of the details still murky. But two two other players whose names were not released were apparently with Strong and Pullman. So hmm. we'll see. This is going to be a big storyline going forward for the Grizz. Yeah, you missing. You're missing. And, and you know, obviously, what he did, if if is true, if it was in self defense, that's one thing. If if it's not, that's that's another right but he well we're clearly just the best yeah we we don't know any detail yeah Yeah, so we're just speculating just based on what we've heard from reports right but he i mean the grizz will be without their best 
their best safety, their for best at least secondary, weeks. maybe their best defensive player. For yeah, for the games I mean, against Weaver State and Northern Arizona, for which sure, which are big ones, like probably the two, two biggest, biggest of the uh, season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but exactly. I mean, I think I think you say something true there as far as best defensive player. Um, I mean, this is this is Mister Four interception himself, three of which were actual statistic interceptions, yeah. but. Anytime you have a player who's who's capable of that kind of a performance, I mean, clearly it's a big blow to your football team yeah. to not have him in the game. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. The good news is for the Grizz in this matchup that uh, Montana has the best offense in the big sky. Weber State has the best defense. So right. when it comes down to it, I think this is going to be more about how well the offense – I think those two sides of the ball are going to dictate it more. I think the Grizz offense, whether or not they can succeed against Weber State, will dictate whether or not the Grizz can win this game. I don't – I mean, obviously the defense still has to play well, but I think that's less important in this matchup than, than the offense breaking down this very, very tough Weber State defense. And, so, we'll see. you know, another factor that could uh, could play into this, and I you know, hate to break some news here on the show, but – you know, Coach Stitt nursing a nursing an illness. Really? Yeah. Wow. Where's this? Where's this info from? I uh, <laughs> let me back it up. All right. I got my flu Get shot on Tuesday at Walgreens. Whoa. Yep. And he was in front of me in the line. Wow. Coughing, very hard. A lot of coughing. Uh oh. So I might I might even venture as far to say that's perhaps where I picked up my cold. I'm nursing currently. Wow. Did Bob Stitt give you the cold? I, I don't know. I. I we'll touched the same counter as him. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. So I just, I, you know, he's he's got a cold. Yeah. All right. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Maybe got to travel to Utah as maybe, well. Maybe trade in the green hat for something with some earmuffs, a little bit more coverage for the head. Yeah. Keep yourself a little bit warmer. There you go. I like it. That's a good idea. Just, hey, do what I can. Just looking out for looking Breaking out for the old news ball coach on the West Coast Bias Show. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was good. I, uh, don't, hey. I don't even know how to follow that. I, I, I Gresh Jensen. Give the people more, what they need. More kind of breaking news. Gresh Jensen. Yeah, this was is actual the, breaking yeah, news. Yeah, <laughs> to the to the to the Jerry Rice watch list, which is the best freshman in the country. FCS. And, well, yeah, in the Ooh. FCS. Sorry, <clears throat> good call. Yeah, little, little, crack, little crack there. It's early. FCS. It's morning shows. I get yeah. Um, but he's averaging 356 yards a game, 1,630 passing yards. He's got 17 total touchdowns. I think he's been an honorable mention player of refreshment of the week in the FCS every single week that he has played a game. So, I mean, it's not that surprising. I doubt he wins this award just based on the fact that he missed missed some games at the start of the season when Reese Phillips was the quarterback. But, I mean, if you're thinking about the future, this is a great thing to have a quarterback on the freshman of the year watch list who has only started in, what, two-thirds of your team's game. Yeah, that clearly means you're gonna have a uh, have some good offense going forward. But Weber State, again, we kind of mentioned there, what 356 passing yards a game for Gresh. It's gonna be tough to get that. This Weber State team allows under 200 yards per game. So, you know, it's gonna be a battle of styles here. Weber State is kind of the outlier in the Big Sky Conference that don't really rely upon a, a juggernaut offense to win games. So. It'll, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. I think the Grizzlies are probably the underdogs in this game. Weber State ranked ahead of them. Both teams ranked. And this is one where this late in the season you pick up a win against a ranked opponent and you don't kind of screw up the rest of your your easier games and you're probably in right. the playoffs, which I know we've talked about before. Right. Well, and Weber State um, kind of commanding the big sky right now. I mean, this this game kind of decides whether or not 
you're a player for a cha- for a, a big sky champion or at least a share of it. Yeah. Coming down the pipe. Yeah, I mean, looking at the at the conference standings, Northern Arizona still undefeated. They're Which, they're coming to Missoula then next weekend. Another game that Justin Strong will miss. But other than that, you've got Montana with one loss, Southern Utah, a very good team, turns out, with one loss. The only one coming against uh, – who am I trying to say here? Oh, the, East, they beat Eastern Washington. They right. lost to Weber State. Right. So, I mean, we're seeing a lot of these. If if the Grizzlies beat Northern Arizona and Weber State, a lot of these teams, it's going to be a weird three-way thing where Eastern lost to Southern Utah, It's the Grizz lost to Eastern. The wheel of parody. NAU lost to them. You ever it's seen that in the NFL? When the, you, when every team has one loss, yeah. they make a wheel out of who lost to who, and yeah. it like goes all the way around. That's great. You could do that with the Big Sky, probably. You could. It's been an, it's an interesting season, and there's a lot of really good teams. So, yeah, I mean, obviously for title hopes, you've got to win out if you're the Grizzlies. I think a one-loss team is going to win the Big Sky, but this is one maybe, you know, it's it's one that could almost guarantee your playoff berth if you win back-to-back here in these next two weeks, so. All right, so now my favorite new segment, Quiz Jackson. Ooh, I'm nervous. All right, this is going to quiz how good you are at your football big sky history knowledge. Okay. The Weber State-Montana rivalry. Yeah. Dates back a long time. In fact, Before the big sky. Prior to the big sky conference, ah. if you would let me get my question hey, off. Aside. What year was the big sky conference founded? 1962. Woo! I was, ju- I was I was literally just looking at that. Oh, probably a similar article that you're looking at. I was just. I bet it's s- probably the exact ser- same serious history. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Do you know what? The, you know what? You yeah, I do because it's right here. Montana holds an all-time advantage of forty to fourteen. Boo. They also lead the series in Ogden, eighteen to seven. This is also something though. It was it was fun looking back. I worked an internship for Grizz Sports this year where we went back through. Just all the old seasons, basically, and inputted schedules so you can find schedules online. I can't remember how far back we got. We got, they used to just have through like 2012 or online, and we made it all the way back. This was also with the help of Reese Phillips, I should say, we kind of co opt on this project, but we made it back to like the early 1900s, and it was fun looking at all of the things and just like Weber State, Idaho. In the old days, it was the exact same. They played only like eight or nine games, and it hmm. was. We the same exact teams every single time the old Big Sky Conference. Well, that was back in the uh, Boise State days, right? Yeah, Boise State, Nevada was in like all of them. Utah State, they played Montana State, obviously a lot. Washington was Idaho in there a bit. State. Washington, they played Washington some sometimes. They they've played Washington like four times. I feel like it's yeah. Every, they used to play. They were they were part of Montana originally was part of a conference with like it was basically the Pac-12. It was they Washington. were in the pack. Yeah, it was Washington. Oregon, all of those, the schools on the East Coast, California, those kind of schools. But only team to ever leave the pack. University of Montana. Wow, fun fact. Glad there. I could break that news for you. Fun. I think I need to fact. figure out what breaking news means. I don't yeah, think I don't think I'm doing that right. Uh, I think that was very old news that you dug up. That was good research. Hmm. Not hmm. breaking news. Not quite breaking news, but it's close though. I yeah. It had the news part of it. It just didn't have the breaking part of it. As a Grizz fan yourself, also a Grizz analyst, yeah. do you think that this team has been kind of unfairly, I mean, you're unfairly kind of written off, you know what I mean? I, I, the only two losses this season 
come against the number yeah. seven ish team, Washington, like top twelve or something yeah, team. Twelve now in the FBS, one of the best teams in the country, and Eastern Washington, one of the most explosive offenses in the country in the FCS. But other than that, undefeated, five and two. I, I mean, I just I feel like this team's kind of getting a bad rap. Yeah. I mean, and I, I feel like maybe I've talked about this before. I just wrote a column about this for the Montana Kaiman where this looks like a team that, nice th- that we've been waiting for. for hey, uh, hey, hey, nice hey, hey, it's I'm on the website. Saying. I don't know. Um, Find it on there. But this looks like a team that is exactly what we pictured when Bob Stitt arrived. You know, those those early teams, the first game, they put up all those yards against North Dakota State, got the upset. And it, it was like, wow, this offense can do a lot of great things. And then the Grizzlies struggled, and they had a lot of games where they just dropped the ball, where they didn't have guys performing. It was it was tough. This year's team, I mean, again, n- neither of those losses are bad losses. They weren't the favorites in either of those games. They've won every game they were supposed to win. Now they're going to have some games here down the end of the road where it's really going to be the ultimate test, I think. Weber State and Northern Arizona are, are two big – if you can't – I mean – You've got to win at least one game that you weren't expected to win. I think. Right. That's kind of a general general rule that I have. You can't I, even if you beat everyone you're supposed to. If you lose everyone, like, I don't know. It, it would still be a successful season, I think. But this looks like exactly what Bob's had imagined. He's got a mobile quarterback who is reading the defense well, moving around and delivering on time and short, quick throws to playmakers who. I mean, at this point, we're seeing throws to guys even like Samori Toure, who will catch screen passes and turn them into 33-yard touchdowns like we saw in the North Dakota game. Or Keenan Kern on the outside continues to just make big play after big play. They've just got so many different threats from so many levels, and this offense is clicking like we haven't really seen the Grizz click under Bob Stitt yet. So, I mean, I, th- I think that this team, just because, again, they started unranked, a lot of people lowered the expectations, I right. think, and just kind of... Yeah, like you said, wrote this team off, but they're. This is probably the best Grizzly team we've seen in the last three years, and I don't think a lot of people are are really all the way on board with that yet. Well, in the adversity alone that this team has overcome, I mean, you yeah. have your senior quarterback coming in and looking great in the first few games, and then going down with a season-ending injury, no, yeah. and then bringing in a, a, a redshirt freshman at the tender age of nineteen-ish, probably, yeah, around my age. To captain this program. He's done a fantastic job of it. He's doing a great job. Yeah. That's why he's on the Jerry Rice list. The most prepared freshman that Bob Stitt has ever seen. And it's, I mean, it's, I I think it's fairly clear to see when you watch this Chris team. uh, They, it's just, they're running very well right now. I know a lot of, a lot of my big concerns and a lot of, I think, shared concerns just of Grizz fans in general when Gustafson was there was there was just too much going on and they tried to get too fancy and it ended up in a lot of interceptions. It ended up in a lot of just missed throws going for going for big shots. And this team, I mean, Gresh takes the – you see it. He takes these checkdowns. If if the big throw isn't open, he's very okay with just checking down to a, yeah. to a Louis McGee or a Toure screen or wow. a little, little hook route by Justin Calhoun or just dump off Jeremy Calhoun. I mean, there's just so – which is – that's the thing when you've got that much talent on the outside we've talked about it from the start if the Grizzlies had a quarterback that just managed that talent well they would be one of the best teams in the Big Sky Conference was my opinion coming into the season and I think Jensen has exceeded all expectations no doubt well and I mean like you said a a dump off to Jerry Lou McGee that could turn into a 67 yard touchdown yeah that could be an 80 yard touchdown you never know I mean we saw him just in his last game 
with that explosive kick return. Yeah, but it was called back. Called back. On a on a that was unfair to him too because it was a flag that happened totally unrelated while the ball to the was in the air play. on the opposite side of where he was returning. He, I've, he was housing that regardless. I've heard people talk about a rule change where if the if the the penalty has no impact on the actual play that has occurred, it doesn't affect the outcome of the play. Maybe like a you know five yards on the next kickoff or something. You know something along that line. Yeah, I like that. If that like. I hate when you see a kick that's being returned, and then there's a block in the back that happens behind the kick. Right. And it's uh, that doesn't that make... doesn't affect the play at all. It's right. obviously illegal and it's dangerous, but you can penalize them in some way that isn't. I mean, if it's not affecting the play, why why does it matter? You know, yeah. these are the things that keep yeah. me up at night. People throwing laundry on the field. Tell you what, those zebras out there. <laughs> Ugh. No, I, I respect gonna, the referees. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't want to be a referee. You're very you're very center stage in the limelight, and everything you do is wrong. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like no matter what you call, even if it that's what bothers me is, um, there was a touchdown that was ruled off in that last Grizz game against Northern Colorado, right? Yeah. And it, it was it was one where I I believe it was a pass to the back corner of the end zone. And I want to say Jeremy Calhoun was the receiver. Keenan Curran dropped well, it. Was it was yeah. Keenan Curran. You're yeah. right. And he dropped it. Um, and the guy next to me in the seats was just av- – everyone, everyone who walked by him, oh, you missed it. The ref just blew a huge call. It was it was unreal. He had the catch. It was a catch all day. That was a catch. But, like, the fact of the matter is, like, the ball when they showed the replay, out, yeah. I didn't think that was a catch because you have to – college football, a catch is different than the NFL. That is true. You only have to have one foot down for it to be a completion. That is true. But you have to finish the catch. To, if but you're going to the you ground, you've got to finish it. You can't fall out of bounds and then let the ball hit the ground. Yeah. That's still the same. Yeah. So, like, in the NFL, I mean, and granted, this is the Big Sky Conference, and this is at Washington Grizz, so we don't necessarily have the, the replayability of the National Football League. We don't have a pylon cam. We don't have the wire cams that can zoom in on yeah. anything. But – I mean, there's a point where it's just like you need to just accept that that is the call because there's oh. nothing that you're going to do. I mean, the referees know, and, like, that yeah. clearly was a drop. Like, they showed the replay, and I went, Ugh. Yep. I'd be surprised if that stands. And the guy, oh, no, that's, a, that's a touchdown. That's a woo touchdown. Yeah. And then sure enough, yeah, and then sure enough, they they called it off, and he was he was very upset. You know, he's like, I mean, that's not what he said necessarily. Yeah, close. But it was right along the line. Paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah, it was right there. No, it's. I mean, that's something that I think always uh, Grizz fans obviously they're a little rambunctious. Is that a good word for it? I don't know. They're they're loud. I mean, and, I sit in the north obnoxious. end zone. Let me clear this up. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I mean that's part of the reason that Washington Grizzly Stadium is one of the best facilities in college football. Definitely the best facility in the FCS. But there's. I just got a a, th- a throwback tweet from. Last year, when the Grizz were beating up on Mississippi Valley State Port, that ended up like a 60-point game. They just destroyed Mississippi Valley State. And I had a tweet from that game that was in the fourth quarter. Grizz were already up by 53 points. And I noted how everyone was booing a a flag that was thrown on the Grizzlies that I thought was the right call. Right. And it's just like, I mean, I can understand it in like close games if you get heated, if you think that's deciding the game. But you can't. Right. These poor guys are just trying to do their job. 
the, that one flag when you're up by 53 points is not going to decide anything. You are still going to win that football game very easily. Let the poor guys have a break. No, and I, I agree with you. I mean, that that's kind of where I stand on that, too, is that, I, you know, they – they have to stand out in the middle of the Washington Grizzly Stadium with 25 yeah. fairly drunk, 25,000 fairly drunk <laughs> and just fairly 25. upset Grizz fans. No yeah. matter if they're winning by 60 or whatever, yeah, there, there's still going to be 20,000 people who boo you no matter what you say as long as it's on the maroon. Yep. That's a tough job. Yeah. I, I could, definitely I wouldn't, couldn't do it. I wouldn't do well with... Uh, you know, twenty thousand people booing me. I I wouldn't do well with that. No, so I don't do. I've refed middle school traveling Did you basketball. Eject someone? No, I've never ejected someone. Well, but I, even right. that, I've been like, oh man, I don't know if I can take this. These there's like ten parents over there, and they're mad. I, at me. I could do hoops because I would just be the Joey Crawford. Just I'd be tossing it. people. I'd be teeing up people just on the bench. Yeah, you start laughing over there, Tim Duncan. What's that? Boom Bang. on the bench. People, well, hey, you didn't even say. Oh, boom! Now you're gone. You know oh, I mean? crowd person you want to talk to? Bang. Boom. Out of here. Double tech, triple technical. Bang, bang. <laughs> and then game's over. That favorite, team wins. The Joey Crawford four or five step kind of trot before oh. he does a block or a charge. Those are the best. The, the refs that get into their block charge calls are <laughs> my favorite. They, they don't give it away. They kind of do the hop and their hands are up and it's like, oh, are they going to do the head? Oh, it's a Yeah, no. He always yeah. goes towards center court, too. You know the trots. Oh, yeah. The trots never like towards the opposing team. No, the little trot. And it's like a three-step, like little yep. kind of like yep. hoppity hop. Yeah, out towards center court, and then boom, charge. Got him. Bang. Love Joey Crawford. I miss that guy. Yeah, I miss that guy. My brother saw him at summer league once in Vegas, and asked him if he would do the three-step trot. And did he? He called my brother a sicko. Oh wow! Left. You're a sicko. And then he. Learned. I mean, I don't. I don't think your brother's a sicko, but. No, I mean, uh, if, I think if, that's if, funny. if everyone came up to me and was like, "Hey, will you jump three steps?" And I don't make think a, a lot of NBA call, fans like, do that. Oh. But can you imagine having no, a video of like you standing next to Joey Crawford doing a three-step trot and then a charge? That would be great. I would frame it somehow. Yeah, you can't frame it. This is Harry get, Potter. You can't frame. I'd have videos. to get one of those little like you plug in a USB to the picture frame, and it is like ever changing. There you go. That's a good. That's a good idea. All right, I think it's. I think that's enough obscure. <laughs> We're just kind of running, running there. Um. Probably take a break. Uh, I think when we come back, we'll dive back into the World Series, a little bit deeper view, get Jackson's opinion on some of the things I talked about earlier. Uh-huh. Yeah, get a little get a little perspective on the show. So we'll be right back. I'm going to turn on the board, and hopefully it doesn't make scary ghost noises. But it is the season for that. Tis, tis the season. Our peanut butter chocolate mixed with Kool-Aid. West Coast Fire Show, KBJ 89.9. Taylor Featherman and Jackson Wagner, top Hello. of the hour-ish. Ish. It's in the... Well, close enough. It's in, that, it. it's in that slot, I suppose. West Coast Fire Show. I don't know if I already said that. I definitely did. Missoula, Montana, October 27th. Happy to be here. Best time of the year. A few days prior to Halloween. Did you yes. got your costume picked out? 
Uh, yeah, do I do I do? Ooh, yeah. What's uh, that? Not a big, uh, not a big costume guy. I no, didn't nor really am dress I. up. Nor am I. But for a long time, I figured that since now you have a girlfriend, exactly, that, that would be you. Yeah, kind of have to. Yeah. So is that what happened? Yeah. Awesome. Glad I nailed that. Good yeah. Work. Good work. What about you? What are you well, No, up? you didn't even say to the people. Oh. What's the costume? Well, do you not want to break the news? I don't know. Here? It was supposed to be. Is secret, that breaking news? But probably no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just the, your mom and my dad will find out. Dun dun! Which, breaking yeah. news. Is that our? Now, is we, that our dun, dun, that's our. Yeah. Nice. That's our. Dun, dun, that's our breaking news. It's it's almost like the Law and Order one, but it's not. Boom, boom. But um, yeah, we're going couples costume. I was like, oh. I don't really want to do a, a whole Anchorman? lot. No. Oh. So we met through the Montana Kaiman in the office. Right. I figured both as much. The office is favorite TV show, I would say, probably for both of us. We've Ooh, let me guess. Let me guess. Together. Let me guess. I mean it's Michael and Toby. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I will be Michael. She will be Toby. Now push her in front of the train. Jim and Pam. I'm gonna just I'm just I'm I'm glad tape. because I I'm just doing the three hole punch gym. Ooh, nice. Where I just have three black circles taped to my chest. Are you gonna put a name tag up that says Jim though, or anything like that? No. Just gonna wear. People are just gonna play, think you're just a three-hole punch guy. White shirt and a tie. Well, and then she's gonna be. I mean, it's it's the matching costume that they. Right. No, she's I, got I, I, all black and cat ears and whatever Pam wears. So it'll be good. It'll be. I'm. It's minimal effort. Last year I wore a Lego costume because it allowed me to put something over my head so people didn't know that it was me, <laughs> which is a big weirdo. big fan of that. You weirdo. I just found that and it had like dirt on it and the one of the no or I can't remember some body part from the face had been ripped off so it was like oh. one-eyed Lego man with dirt and like looked like he was bleeding and I threw it away because it scared me yeah, a little that's, bit. That's scary. I should have worn it again this year and I could have been a scary Lego. But <laughs> what about you? What are you gonna be this year? Oh, I'm a scary Lego. What? Yeah, Golf Jackson, scary Lego. Golf Jackson. Back I should have just been Golf Jackson for Halloween. <laughs> just wear a Titleist hat and yell at people. Hey, hey, hey! Did you just move that ball? Hey. No practice swings in the sand pit. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. Yeah, I is. did that once and some old guy yelled at me. Well Hey, that's against club rules. I'm like, hey, is. hey. It is. It's a Sunday. It's one o'clock. I'm not having that old man. You're breaking the rules. You don't you don't call me out on things like that. <sighs> I could go into a whole nother golf rant I want. Well, I just I if it's like a casual round, I don't need this old guy who I didn't even want to get paired I know. with. I know. Hollering at me about my practice swing in the sand. And it wasn't a full practice swing. It was just kind of like a. You can't even touch your, can't touch the I didn't sand. even, I didn't touch anything. I you just can kinda, pra- I mean, I just, you can practice swing. Uh, well, he yelled at me. I, I didn't touch anything. I just really? kind of like, kind of yeah. just like visualized more of yeah. anything. Because like, that's, that's a real thing. Uh, there's like a philosophy class that my brother took, who who's a, a very good basketball and football coach, about if you do a practice round of, so if you're going to shoot a free throw, and you yeah. just kind of do the hand thing and then close your eyes and imagine it going in and hearing the noise and the sound and whatever. That's a real thing. It, it's positive, some mumbo-jumbo. I don't understand any of it. But yeah. it's a real thing, and I feel like I, I, if I need a big shot in golf, if I kind of just do a little practice swing and close my eyes and then imagine it doing something good. It helps. It helps me. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I gave it one of those, and it's like, hey, 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 did you just practice swing? I was like, no, I just walked through. Hey, hey. I mean, old guys. That's that's a rule. That's a rule breaker. I can't imagine how I'm gonna be when I'm an old. You're guy. You're gonna be a terrible old man. Because I'm already basically an old guy, but it's gonna. I think it's just gonna continuously get worse. Eventually, I'm gonna You're be just, like, "Hey, did you?" My, a big thing, which my dad is always just joking, but if you tee your ball up even like a slight bit in front of the tee box, 
<laughs> my dad lets you hit it first. He never says anything. And then after you hit it, he says, all right, that's a two-stroke penalty. You just played from the wrong position. You teed off in front of the box. And he always says it so seriously. And hmm. now it's just like, all right, Rick, good one. But when, like, some of my friends. Yeah, Rick, boom, roasted. Went back to Anaconda. Yeah. Yeah, boom, roasted Rick. Boom. Wow, that's my dad. Jeez. Thanks, so, Taylor. Sorry, sorry, God, Mr. Wager. Oh, man. But, you can roast Jim. I gave you permission. <laughs> I don't. How's that, I how's that, how's that morning Featherman. coffee taste? Boom, roasted. Boom. So, sorry, Dad, that was Jackson. But yeah, no. That's, I mean, golf. You know, the is, poor guy is probably sitting in his office right now, just confused about why, was, why I you have even not, took Mr. it to Mr. Featherman, I have not said a word. Why you have this to attack him son. personally at his desk? I apologize. Probably just trying to do the books. I you tried, know what? I'd, you probably just, you can't distract him when he's doing the books. One track mind. He probably just threw something away he wasn't supposed to. Well. Typed in the wrong numbers. Well, then let's stop it. Well, you're you're <laughs> gonna get me in trouble. I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go you're, see him after you're this. You're just so backtracking. No, you're just backtracking this to try I to just get. Can't believe this is you all did your this. fault, and you're trying to backtrack your way out. World Series is happening. <laughs> Gee, how do we start that tangent? I don't even remember. You're gonna be a, a dirty Lego or something. Oh yeah, what are you gonna be for Halloween? Uh, well, my move is always just go as Ron Burgundy. Just that's a good one. Every year, I. I can get quotable, you know. I can, yeah. you know, milk was a milk was a bad choice. I can kind of do my Ron Burgundy impersonation. Yeah, broccoli, broccoli, ambulance. Broccoli. <laughs> do, you, do you have the whole squad with you too? Uh, I have in years past, but I don't know because they all go to different schools. So uh, if not, you know, there's different Ron Burgundies you can do, right? Um, true. You for instance, one year Ron Burgundy, you could. <laughs> I'm blind. <laughs> I'm going to say it real loud and real clear. Yeah, but, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do with Ron Burgundy. Um, one thing I don't suggest is super gluing the mustache. Oh. I did that. That hurt. Well, so the problem was was that you do so much different things that, that draw laughter when you're dressed as Ron Burgundy. Yeah. That you smile a lot and you yeah. laugh a lot. And I, if you've ever worn a fake mustache, it they fall off. off. Yeah. So I was sick of that because I'm literally making people laugh left and right because I'm so funny. Oh, wow. And I'm, yep. and I'm such a quotable Ron Burgundy yes. impersonator. Yeah. Um, and I look just like him, too, you know, with my hair Spitting and Spitting image. <laughs> Spitting. But, uh, um, by the hammer of Odin. Yeah, there's also. <laughs> but uh, it kept falling off. So I just I went out to my car and I knew I had glue in there. Cracked open the glove box. Grabbed Ooh. the super glue. Didn't, you know. Dot, dot, not a lot. I remember the preschool rules. You got to conserve yeah, the glue. There you go. I'm good. Dot, Smart. dot, not a lot. Just a couple dots on each side of it. And then I put it on my mouth. And not on my, like above my mouth. Yeah, and it, that's where mustaches go. You know, there was a chemical burn. I laid in the parking lot, like, on my back yelling for a moment. And then once the burn was done, she was on. She was good. Boom. Mustached. Mustached. I could, I could, do, I could do whatever. I could move the mouth all around. I could do everything, and it wouldn't fall off. But the problem was, was then when I was taking it off. It just Ooh, hurt, and yeah. I got I got a little scar right here. So if I do ever grow a mustache, which you know, I'm hoping, I'm I'm really hope that's <laughs> might, the one be, dream. Uh, yeah, I don't want any neck beard or anything. I I just want a mustache. That's the dream. Yeah, but I, if I do ever, am, 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 am I, if I am ever able to grow a Tom Selleck esque mustache, I believe there will be a small gap in the top right corner from that one time I glued a fake mustache on to be Ron Burgundy. Man, it's tragic. It is. Tragic story. There's a lot but of things it, you can do with Ron Burgundy. You yeah. could just wear the red blazer with just your underwear. Yeah, true. Did that one once. Really? Yeah. That was more of a small party. I knew most of the people there. 
It was risque for sure. Wow. But uh, you know, you could you could do it where you're just in the the bathrobe with the sunglasses on. Yeah. I didn't. I never done did that. Did you one. have the jazz flute with you? I actually one year did have a jazz flute. Wow! But I don't know how to play it, so yeah, I would just I mean, pretend I knew how to play a jazz flute. Honestly, I hate to break it to you, but he's just pretending in the movie too. So. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I thought that he was really good at jazz flute. Ah, uh, no. The mustache thing that I was hot rod my freshman year of college <laughs> from the movie Hot Rod. Nice. And uh, hey, that's a, that's all. Did you have like the jumpsuit and everything? I, yeah, I had like the tracksuit nice. with, with the red headband and the mustache, but the mustache. Well, fell you off had kind of longer hair. Yeah, I thought back in the I don't day. look a lot like Andy Samberg, but when my when I just let my hair down, when I let my hair down and just, just be relax, me, just you know. No, but yeah, that was that was fun, but it didn't really work that well. So huh. it's because the mustache kept falling off, probably. Yeah. Then it's just Which is actually kind of annoying. comical because he's wearing a fake mustache in the show. Yeah, exactly. So there's like so that, a little it like bit of works yeah, really well. Works I was gonna like grow out my real mustache, and then I could would, you no, do that? That's not. I I've mean, never seen, it wouldn't really be, seen you with facial hair. I mean, you've always got kind of the stubble. Yeah, it wouldn't be very thick. I when I grew out my facial hair for like a summer one time, it was. It's I mean, gross. I imagine. Yeah, I mean, I trimmed it, so it never got really bad. My brother's got a giant old beard. Mine doesn't ever come in. Does Mine too. doesn't come in that well. At least you've got like stubble. Like I Yeah. True. I can grow true. some some weird ones down under the chin, but you know You'll no get one, there someday, young and no one wants that. You'll get there. I just it's upsetting. You know, I you, know. You, why don't we talk about golf and get you all riled up and you want to bring up mustaches? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's talk about baseball. No, I'm ups- I'm upset. World Series. Game three. Dodgers. Tonight. Astros. You Darvish. Tonight. Going up against Lance McCullers. Junior Lance Romance, probably. I bet and that we, was the nickname he's gone by. Lance Romance, I'm, man, that's a good one. That r- nicknames that rhyme with your name. Action Jackson. I'm always. I was just gonna say that when people call me Action Jackson, I'm just like, a, it doesn't rhyme. B, it's lame. <laughs> Taylor C, the Sailor. I'm about that action boss, so I guess it works. <laughs> I guess it works. About that action Taylor. Boss. The, do people call you Taylor no, Sailor? Just, what okay. else are you gonna put with Taylor? Mailer. Yeah, I whaler. Mail, I mail you could, a lot of things. You could be in Bob Marley's band and yeah. be a whaler. It's true. There's a lot of things. I could set could sail. With. I don't know. Yeah. There's not a lot of cool things I could rhyme with. Lance, there's nothing like Lance Romance though. There's man. nothing like Action Jackson. All about that action, boss. Put the paws on him. Uh, well, did you? Did you? <sighs> that was the thing that my old we talked. We actually talked about him on the show. Scott Cook, when he was my, my oh, middle school yeah. basketball coach. He would he would yell that I don't know what it was. He was from something I think, but I didn't ever understand it. But Hmm. that was the only thing that I liked when he when he yelled that at me. I was like, I am Action Jackson. Let's go, (laughs) let's score some points. Did I don't know what I was gonna say? Yeah. Okay. Baseball. Baseball. (laughs) Who who you got tonight? I mean, I know you got the uh, the Strohs overall, but in this pitching matchup, Darvish, which Darvish just ten and twelve on the year, but a better ERA than McCullers. And Darvish seems like a guy who, towards the end of the year, kind of kind of picked it up. And right. Well, I mean, getting traded from one club to another, especially when you're such the player you were. With yeah. Him. I mean, because he was the Rangers for a long time. You Darvish, you know, if you were playing the Rangers, you were playing you Darvish. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there was a lot built into that. But yeah. Houston at home. I mean, so far this series has gone like I figured. Um, game one, I thought Clayton Kershaw would come out and just be nails. And you know what? Clayton Kershaw came out, and he was awesome. Kershaw yeah. pitched one of the best playoff games I've ever seen uh, in game one. Just unreal. Yeah. And then game two, Verlander had a great, great outing. Uh, he's now 5-0, and I believe, in the postseason. But 
once he was taken out of the game, things kind of got out of hand and it ended up going extra innings seven to five. A lot of home runs in that game. Wow. A lot of home runs. So, I mean, so far things are going the way I figured. But, I mean, tonight, you Darvish, that's yeah. tough. And just looking at this from ESPN, a stat that they had was the first six starts when after he joined the Dodgers, he had a 5.34 ERA and opponents opponents were hitting 289 off of him. In his last five, 0.88 ERA opponents hitting just 159. So he's obviously got it figured out in LA. I, I mean, I, I think that makes them the favorites in this game. We'll see going forward. I don't think this necessarily, I think game five when it's tied is probably the most crucial game. Game threes are, I mean, obviously every single game is important. That's kind of a but dumb yeah, thing I mean, to there's say. There's only but, seven of them, but, <laughs> Possible. This, this one you could lose this, go down two one, and still have a very good chance right. of winning the series. If you lose and you're down three two, it's it's much tougher. No doubt. Um, I uh, I I still favor Houston in this game just because I I feel like it, it's kind of in the sense that like the the first game the offense was no good for Houston, the, the things were not going great, but they kind of saw one go through the hoop. You know what I mean? They, they, yeah. they've, they've seen that they can put up seven runs. There's guys, youngins on this team, like Jose Altuve and Carlos Correa and uh, Uriel Guriel. Not even yeah. kind of close. Well. <laughs> Not even kind of close to his actual name. But That's... There's there's players on this team who are, who are quite young who – um, I feel like just needed to see that this is something that they can do, you know, that they're not just going to come out. Um, George Springer's been great so far in this game or in this series. He's hit a lot of home runs. Bregman's been awesome at third base. I mean, this is this is a young team for the most part, but they've also got those veterans, guys like Brian McCann, guys like Josh Reddick. Um, also, you know, you've got somewhere in there is Carlos Beltran, who I hope doesn't do anything in the series. Wow, not a Beltran fan, huh? He's one of my favorites. It's such a such a clouded history. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I like him, but like at the same time, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I guess he's I. He's a legend. He's a hall of famer for sure, right? Yeah, I think so. And and he had a he had a good he had a lot of good times with the Mets. So I don't know. Traded him for Zach Wheeler. That was a good trade back in the day. Wheeler hasn't been great since then, but I don't know. Um, not important to what we're talking about. Yeah, true. <laughs> but I think Houston at home. I mean, you kind of settle back in. You've got three games at home now. I think Houston's going to try. I mean, obviously, they're going to try to shut it out at home. I, I think it will go back to Los Angeles. But I I think Houston has the advantage tonight. I, I think that, like you said, you Darvish, obviously a tough pitcher. But, I mean, I mean, McCullers, I like, just looking at the playoff stats of McCullers, too, he's been very, right. very good he's in the playoffs. Out. So, yeah. I, what are you – I'm interested to hear. What's your take on the 2-3-2 uh, the two, two format? So in the NBA, it's it was two three two. It used to be two three two. Now it's so the top seed gets the first two, then they two, switch, two. and then they go two at the one, lower one, seed, one. and then one one one. So they go back and forth. I like. I that. think that's a much. It's more fair to the players. I think. I think it's more fair to the players, but at the same time, if you know, let's say that Game Seven of the ALCS goes different, and this is LA versus New York. Right. That's a lot of travel. Right. So then you're going 2-2. So you get your first two in L.A., and things are great. Then you yeah. get your next two in New York, and it's like, okay, well, I mean, at least we're here for two games. And then back to L.A., back to New York, back to L.A. if it goes seven. Yeah. That's tough. That's, That's tough of- on the players, especially because these games, it's not like you get, like, three nights rest between each game. It's like every other day. 
Yeah. There's a game. You know what I mean? There's a rest day for travel. That's tough. Like that. That's tough duty. I mean, L.A. to Houston I don't think is nearly as bad. Yeah. But in 232, you know, they're going to end up being in Houston for the next five, six days. Yeah. But I, that's my only thing about the, the 22111 that I don't think is, and that's is great. Because it, it a lot of times, I mean, especially how most major sports things are broken down, you've got the East Coast versus the West Coast. You know what I mean? And we got a West Coast bias here. And we for, do. Except for you, apparently, who's going with the Houston's, Astros. I think if you drew they're, a line, they're close. Right, right on the divide there. Yeah. Right on the divide. But yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't know. I just I, I think that I like the idea of the 2-3-2, two, two, even though I kind of think it gives more of an advantage to the lower seed. Yeah. That's where I bat, is you steal one game. And then you've got and home And then you, all you have to do is win at home, and you win the series. Right. But that's the same in the NBA. I mean, if you win one game at home, you get home court advantage then. You steal home court advantage. I mean, yeah, but it's or one game so on the road, I mean. You win that. If Say you win one of the first two in the NBA, you could win both your games at home, and the number one seed still has a chance to bring it home have and close a home out. game to force. to. They'll still have to beat you on the road, but right. they, they have a chance to get it. I mean, it just lengthens the series, I guess, if you're looking at it, but. I mean, I I don't like the two three two at all, but I mean home court advantage is a very real thing. Yeah. I mean in baseball you play over eighty games at that home field. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're very comfortable with it. You yeah. know the fences. You know what you can do there. Um. So I I mean obviously Houston's going to be more comfortable at home. Yeah. And now with the series tied one one, I mean there's a world. I don't think it happens, but there's a world where Houston rattles off three games here and they're the World Series champion. Again, I don't think that's the case. I don't think that happens. Yeah. But I mean, I, I get what you're saying in that because Houston is supposed to not have the home court advantage, but it seems like now with the series tied one one in the next three, I mean, if Houston wins two of those three, things are looking good, and you'd have to imagine that in a two game showdown in L. A. They win one of the two to close it out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, and I guess it's just tough. Like you said, winning on the road obviously should shift the home field advantage, but it's just a weird – I've just never been a fan of you've got to – I don't know. I don't know. It's a dumb argument to be making probably, but it's something I feel very passionately about, and I think the NBA's got it right with the two two one one one. Yeah. Okay, so I'm still on the Astros, and I texted you Monday yeah. after the Doyer win and said yeah. I'm as confident as ever. I do not care. And I said nothing because I didn't need to yeah, show my you're, confidence. You're text. mysterious. Mysterious. Um, yeah. I, I I mean, I still think the Dodgers are the favorites in this series, even though they lost the home field I, advantage. I, can you think of a more evenly matched World Series? No, that's what I was just going to say. I I think the Dodgers are going to win because of how good I think the Dodgers are. And at the exact same time, I look at that Astros roster and think, wow. I mean, they could very easily – doesn't matter how good the Dodgers pitching is because those guys could easily hit four home runs for seven runs in right. a three-inning span, and it's over. Right. So, I mean, I think it's hard to have too much confidence, but I still think that, that the pitching – I think Kershaw is going to pick up another win. I think Darvish is going to get a win. And then they just need to find one more from one of their other starters, and I think that's enough. It's going to be It's going to be close. I think it might go seven, but I think the Dodgers still pull it out. I was surprised Rich Hill – <clears throat> I mean, obviously going against Verlander, that is a star-studded lineup there. Yeah. I mean, and really, you know, both teams, pitching depth-wise, have been great so far this postseason. I mean, that's that's kind of the thing in baseball is that, and that's kind of the thing, the reason I think that the Yankees 
weren't as good as they could have been. Yeah. Is that bats get you to October, but pitching carries you through October. Yeah. You have to have star pitchers. Have to. And that's uh, that's uh, I guess looking at Verlander, he may has, maybe has been the best pitcher yeah. of this of this postseason. And who saw that basically. coming? But Kershaw's right there as well. I uh, we definitely I mean looking at the rosters, we've got the two best pitching matchups. I would say going against each other right now and we'll see i mean it's hard it's easy to be like oh lance mccullers is not the same like caliber of pitcher that you darvish is darvish got the big headlines when he came over he was so good in in texas for a long time i have a lot of personal experience with him striking out a lot of mariners but mccullers has thrown 13 innings with basically a two era in the postseason that's a really good number We'll uh we'll see what he can deliver tonight. He's gonna have to be really good. I think this is I we had the high scoring game last yeah, last no, two nights ago. Yeah. Two nights ago. But tonight I think it's gonna I think they're gonna come back down to earth a little bit and uh I don't know. I, I predict like a three to two Dodger win. It's gonna be another low scoring game where the pitching staffs are very good. So let's let's uh put a Let's put a bow on this. <clears throat> excuse me. Let's put a bow on this. Uh, this wager. Let, yeah. Let's do the Steph Curry, I like LeBron it. James thing. I like it. I'm not looking forward to having to talk about Steph if the Astros win. No, and I'm not overly looking forward to being very positive about LeBron James in the world that the Dodgers win. So, but what, what do we want? I'm capable to make it. it. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously an argument to be made that Steph's a good basketball player. Yeah, I and I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be ignorant. I think LeBron James is one of the three, two best players of all time. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but you know. are we going to set a time limit, or just you just gotta <coughs> just gotta talk kindly for a little bit? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, what do you think? Two minutes? I'll set a timer. Seems you fair. have to be very positive and seems fair. I, th- I think you need to, you know, what a. Just to make a add, case for them being incredible. Yeah, and to add a little something to it, make the case that you have to point out a flaw in the other person's game. Oh, okay, I like that. Just adds a little. I like that. I I've, I don't know if I've ever said a bad word about LeBron, but I might. Well, have hopefully to. you don't say a bad word. Well, I, mean, I won't say a bad word. This isn't Radio show number Jackson. one of the TBT show. <laughs> Come on. All right. Uh, okay, so we're gonna step aside. Uh, it is a Friday, which means NFL. Bold predictions are coming up next, so stay tuned for that, and we'll be right back. West Coast Bias Show. For those about to rock, what child is this? Who? I <laughs> I don't know what's going on on the board today. I don't know either. It's auto-playing things, it keeps... and I didn't realize it for the whole first minute of that break. I apologize because it was playing What Child Is This by The Sleepy Sun. I don't even know what this is. Yeah. I don't. It... I was confused before, right as we went to break. Hang on. I, what? Oh. I don't know oh, what, what you're saying. You, you told me. You're gonna you're gonna really like this one. I think you're gonna, this one is gonna be exciting. Yeah, yeah, this it's is like what a I weird remix. I was 
it started playing and I thought, oh, it's Halloween, and then it took me two seconds to. No, that's not why. Why would I like that? Because well, you had you had hyped up that that song you were gonna play. The, pro- the problem the was was that like okay, so I start the <laughs> advertisement for Black Coffee Roasters. Yeah, and then we throughout that last segment we heard Phantom knocks at the door. Yeah. So I open the door. Hello. Can't do no one's there. Knocking. So I close the door. Which I come going back going with the board sounds earlier. We were one hundred percent convinced. I wasn't. I wasn't. I think there's in ghosts here. in here. Yeah, I don't I know. Think so as well. So I I pull up my ACDC. But those about to rock. It's my axle. Yeah, exactly. So I pull that up. Yeah. I hit play on it, and then uh, knock, knock, knock. So I walk away again. Yeah. And then there's this gal wondering if where she she won tickets yesterday. This whole thing that has nothing to do with me because I'm just the dumb sports guy. I have no idea about the general ongoings at KBGA, and nor does Jackson because again we're just the dumb sports guys. Well, I would say I'm the smart sports guy. Smart sports smart sports. I think you All right, I'll take it. Right I'll take it you're back. I'll take it. I'll take it. I have the you're dumb the, sports you're guy. the smart sports guy. Prove prove my own point. that under us so we sound way sick. But uh, it, I come back and it sounds doesn't sound at all like ACDC. A lot of weird things are going on, um, and it turns out it was playing. Was that a Christmas? You asked me. Yeah. Was, are you playing Christmas music? And yeah. I was like, no, I'm playing ACDC. I thought maybe you get really hyped up and you play the the Monster Mash and everything, and you're well, no, you're very holiday themed. And I thought you were just kind of messing with me. I have a like, sock for every holiday. Hey, really? It's a real thing. That's good. I put on a nice pair of Jordan Retros, in which I have about 20 pairs. Wow. And then I throw on a nice holiday sock. There you go. Hey. If it's Christmas time, I throw on my Mike Tyson sweater. Yep. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> if it's the if it's the Thanksgiving thing, uh, hey, let's see. Hey. Hey. Go. If it's Thanksgiving, I have a nice nice sweater that just says feast. Oh. That's that's a big time that's hit. A, that's a holiday hit. Oh yeah, that's a Put good on one. my turkey socks, throw on the feast sweater. Feast. Just get the to feast it. sweater's seen some stuff. A lot of gravy stains on the old feast sweater. That's uh it's gross. That's just I think that's just a sign it's that it's a, a good it's a good, it's that, a good sweater. That thing's watched a lot of football. What? A, what's the point of Thanksgiving? To watch it's football and, and to eat way too much food. And I mean, that's give now, thanks. I think Jackson. Oh, oh, and to give thanks, of wow. course, that's of course. I mean, we each have our own interpretations of the holidays. I say it's to eat a lot. Okay. All right. You ready for some NFL bold predictions? I don't know why I said bold like that. Oh. I think I'm ready. Let the music take control. This is NFL Bold Predictions, West Coast Buyer Show, KBGA 89.9. All right. Jackson, I will let you kick things off. And you noted at the break that – maybe that's a little too loud. You noted at the break. It's a little loud. You noted at the break that the Jaguars – Jaguars. Yes. Jaguars. The London, the London Jaguars. Are you making As fun I, of accents again? I think they'll be – I think that's just – eventually is the Jaguars are going to be – fun of accents again? When one team moves to London – gotten into you today it's going to be the jaguars and they're going to be called they're not going to be the jaguars anymore they'll be the london jaguars because that's what you done people in london people's say. accent yeah i am okay good um i felt a little triggered yeah my team's off so i don't care about the nfl i'm not watching it yeah the jaguars Psych. there's a lot of teams off this there's week a lot of teams. green bay like tennessee a lot, of Angeles, a lot of fun the teams. rams the rams are off they're always a fun team the giants now. zona and then that stinky team down in saxonville oh saxonville i like that nickname that is a good nickname. Okay. Especially because they lead the league in sacks. Oh, is that why that they're called uh, that? Sorry. Oh, I, wasn't I, just sure gotta that, plug, I wasn't sure if that's what that plug was Plug that the Jaguars are actually good as often as I can because I'm still not used to saying that. But my first bold prediction, which 
Maybe I the I laugh. The laugh. We'll, we'll see how you take it. It's gonna be that the Bears throw more than 15 passes this week. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch Trubis, Mitchell Trubisky, excuse me, sorry, Mitch. Oh, um, threw seven pass. He was four. For, <laughs> four. Apologizing for calling him Mitchell, and then yeah, almost yeah. did it again. Uh threw just seven passes. They they won. They picked up a 17 to three win against the Panthers that we we talked about on this show. But. Four of seven, 107 yards for the quarterback. I don't think that you can really do that again. I don't think you can have any hopes that you're going to get the defensive touchdowns that you saw or the success running the ball that just kind of kept it away from the Panthers for as long as you did. I think the Saints are going to be ready to stack the box and really force Trubisky to throw. So we're going to, I think this is kind of when we see exactly what Trubisky's got. I mean, I honestly could see them throwing just. 12 to 15 passes and making it short of this prediction. But I think we see a, a 20 pass game maybe from Trubisky. Yeah. And I think the Bears put up a fight against the Saints. I mean, we've seen we've seen this Bears team. The offense has been interesting since Mitch Pohl took over. There you go. Good. Good um, save. <laughs> they're they're 31st in passing yards per game. I mean, clearly this offense is not great, but not good. the point the what they do with their offense is just pound. Just pound the ball with Jordan Howard. Yeah. And then throw, like, a, a drag route or something. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, obviously, the Saints team, they've got one of the better safeties – or, I'm sorry, one of the better cornerbacks in the entire uh, NFL. Kind of kind of an unknown name I'm trying to find because <laughs> I don't know it. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, they got a really good cornerback down there who's making things happen. Yeah. But – uh. The Saints team, I mean, they put up 52 on the Lions. I don't think there's a way that the Bears win this game, but I could see them getting 15, 15 completions. 15 passes or completions? I'm just saying passes. Maybe 10 completions. That's That maybe is more bold that he's going to complete double-digit passes. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. It is, I don't know. It is just Mitchell. Yeah. He's just a boy. It's just Mitch. Shouldn't have done oh. that. Mitchell's just a boy. All yeah. right. Mr. Biscuit, as his teammates call him, apparently, which Mr. I just Biscuit? found out, which is great. What? I'm so excited that I found that out. Mr. Mr. Biscuit <laughs> is a good nickname. If you're looking for top nicknames in the NFL, that's got to be in the that's got to be in the debate now. Also, the Pretty Boy Assassin, which I don't like quite as much. No, that's just, that's so much longer than his actual name. Yeah, that's nickname the, should be sh- they, yeah they should the Pretty Boy them. Assassin. Mr. Biscuit's good. Mr. Biscuit. I uh wow, but it's y- like Trubiscuit, Mr. Trubiscuit. It's I know, but the thing—the thing about an NFL nickname is, I feel like it's supposed to be something that makes you sound tough. Mr. Biscuit, not very tough. No, Mr. Biscuit sounds like <laughs> like a cat, like or like one oh, of those. Come on, Mr. Biscuit, we gotta go outside. Unroll your raw dough and cook it into Mr. Biscuits, and it's oh, a, like a, it's an it's it's almost like a, a Pillsbury Doughboy. Exactly, kind of thing? that's what I was. I, why could I not think of the Pillsbury Doughboy? I don't know. I thought you meant like a cooking class, like unroll no. your dough and we'll start to bake or whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, but that's yeah. I think I think Trubisky and the Bears. I don't think they necessarily win that game, but I think they hang with the Saints, and I think he has a pretty good day throwing the ball hmm. because he's hmm. going to have to. Or he, I could see the opposite happening, where he they force him to throw the ball, and he ends up going like six of twenty-five with three interceptions. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I can see the six. I can see the six at twenty-five. All right. What you my got? bold prediction, which first I should add, we were talking about that Thursday night game, Baltimore yeah. absolutely blanking Miami. Baltimore Blake- is the weirdest team. We've talked about how bad they are many times on yeah, this they show. Yeah, are, they are bad, but Miami apparently worse. Blake Bortles yeah. has never lost a football game. Oh, is this your Bortles fact? 40 to nothing. True. It's a Blake Bortles hey. fact of the day for you, Jackson. 
Blake Bortles. I highly recommend following that Twitter page. That's maybe my favorite right now. Well, that's good. You need something like that in your life. What are you trying to say? <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? The Houston Texans All right. will travel Two. into CenturyLink and yeah. beat the Seattle Seahawks. Wow, I like this. I like this. Give me the boys. Give me those boys in Houston traveling up. The boy? Wait, the boy? Are you talking about the Dallas Cowboys or the Houston Texans? The Houston Texans. Okay. The boys from Houston. You said, give me those boys when you were talking about a Texas team, and it got me slightly confused. Well, follow along now, Jackson. All right, I'm following. <laughs> I'm in. But, yeah, I think, I think I don't know. The way that Deshaun, Deshaun Watson's been moving the ball, I mean, he's going to throw the ball 50-plus yards three times yeah. a game, four times a game, six times a game. And the way Will Fuller's been playing, I mean, he had one catch last week for like a 50-yard touchdown. Um, actually, they were on a bye last week, but the week prior. DeAndre Hopkins, a great wide receiver. Um, Lamar Miller's been a fairly feasible. Well, you me. keep kicking me. I'm my fairly feasible running still. back uh, so far this season. I, I don't know. I like I like what Houston does offensively. Defensively, clearly, a little bit beat up. J.J. Watt out for the season. Uh, Whitney out for the season. So, I mean, there's some issues defensively, especially on the defensive line. I mean, I would maybe call up Will Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Big as a house. Big as a house. That dude's retired. That guy's probably put on 50 pounds since he left the NFL. Probably. Which There's no way he's ever coming back. He uh, is living his best life right guy. now. Poor guy. Good for him. Anyway. Not, not poor guy. That guy's just chowing down on no, some great barbecue. Ribs. Uh, his, that was best retirement video ever, maybe, I'd say. I don't know if I saw it. Really? Vince Wilfork's retirement. I think it was with, and now I'm going to be, uh, I'm trying to think of what the the company was but it was basically just him oh and was he was it like the... it was a, just a ribs commercial he, he had a hat he was wearing just a just the overalls just some some nice. denim overalls he had a hat on that just said ribs and he it's like that's a good you know that might be my halloween costume this year yeah it was great denim overalls and a hat that just says ribs that's a, hey might not even be my halloween costume that just might be my new style it's just my new my new go-to outfit yeah it was great if you haven't seen that look up vince Will Fork retirement announcement. I would. I a would quote from it: "No more cleats. I'm moving on to smoke meats, fellas." <laughs> it's so. Good. I would say that our, our wager could be one of us has to seriously wear overalls for a whole day, but Ooh. then we'd have to buy overalls. Yeah, and we're both kind of broke, so probably, probably no on that one. Probably no on that one. All right, all right. You ready for what's my next your one? next bold prediction? This is a bold. This is a really bold one. I'm sure it is. I got the L.A. Sorry, that came off condescending. Football Chargers. Ooh. I don't know why. That's like a what? It's the New York Football Giants. So yeah, then now that's, that there's, that's a Berman thing. Now that there's two teams in L.A., I just the call New them York both. Football Giants. No one. You're what? the only one who was around when they were there was a New York Giants who were in a football team. True, Berman. None of us know what you're talking about. True. But anyway, the L.A. Chargers go to Foxborough, New England, and defeat the Patriots. The Chargers. This is a team that very, very, very easily could be five and two, if not better. They've got the close, the two point loss of the Eagles, who we've discussed, probably the best team in the NFC. The, yeah. the only really bad loss on there, they had a fourteen point loss to the Chiefs, which also kind of came down. I think the Chiefs scored like a seventy yard touchdown in the last minute of that, but it was closer than that score gives away. They missed a field goal at the Broncos that could have tied it and sent it to overtime. They lost by two to the Dolphins, but they are on a three game win streak right now. Took down the Giants, which is a meh win. But they picked up a win against the Raiders. 
at Oakland, which is a good win. The Raiders yeah, are. That's a great win. I mean, they're three and four, but we've talked about this is a, maybe the best division in the AFC right now. I'd say so. And they went and whooped up on the Broncos at home last week, 21 to zero. I can see them carrying this momentum over. And uh, Sunday, it's one of the morning games going up to Foxborough and taking down the, uh, the New England Patriots, who also, wow. should be said, are kind of back in the swing of things. I'd they, say so. They had a couple losses. Kansas City looked like the team that was going to be the best team in the AFC after the the Patriots started two and two, but beating up on the Falcons, uh, winning against the Jets, which again might actually be a good win, probably not, but we'll see. But I think the Patriots are back, but I think the Chargers get the win this week. Well, I I think one of the uh, things that's really really tough about this this Patriots team, yeah. Um, Defensively, we've talked about the issues. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the problems. We've seen them get ran all over. We've seen them get passed all over. Defensively, they haven't looked good this year. Um, and unfortunately, I think it gets worse. Donta Hightower, yep. gone. Now out for probably the season yep. after, I believe, was it a torn pec? I think that uh, was it. Yeah. Which, um, I don't I don't know. I've never torn a pec, but I have to imagine that's probably the worst thing ever. Yeah, it sounds like literally any movement then would hurt you a great, great deal. I mean, I I know that like when you hurt your pinky toe, you don't realize how quite how much your pinky, your pinky toe is used for just balancing and stuff. Yeah, but I I'm aware of how often I use my pectoral muscles. I'm pretty which sure there every, aren't any, but every, <laughs> I'm pretty sure everything you do just as a human involves you flexing your pecs a little bit. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, that's that's very terrible, and he's out um, for again most likely the season. But the Patriots last week beating the Falcons convincingly in the fog game, the fog game, the fog bowl, the great yeah, game. That's enough. Um, I don't know. I still take them over the Chargers because uh, Philip Rivers. But wow. So how? What's your? I'm I'm a big Philip Rivers fan. I think Philip Rivers has got a bad. I think he takes a lot of heat, but is much better than people think. Does that make sense? No, I get what I you're saying. I mean, he puts up big stats. They, the Chargers have never really consistently been winners. So I get I, – I mean, I understand that argument. I think Brady is better than Rodgers because of the fact that he's won so many Super Bowls. Right. But Chargers – or Rivers is one of those guys who I think is in the discussion where it's – I mean, we're seeing it now kind of getting older. Guys like Eli Manning and that group, Big I Ben. I don't know what you're about to do here. You're about to say Phillip Rivers is one of the best quarterbacks in the league? No. I'm saying he was <laughs> about five years ago, probably. No, yeah, five years and, ago, Philly was good. But he's one of those guys. I think, I mean, we talked about Big Ben. One of my bold predictions was that Big Ben was going to get benched and basically be done. He's not done that. He's actually played decently Sounds since back, yeah. I was since bold, then. but we don't call them soft but, predictions. Yeah. These are bold. But, I mean, Big Ben hasn't looked like himself. Eli Manning has not looked like himself. And Phillip Rivers, I think, is another guy who was, like, in that discussion at the similar time. Brady was as well, but Brady is still the best quarterback in the league somehow. But all of those guys are kind of fading. Phillip's hanging on he's still playing pretty well he's still putting up some good stats it's just i i think i think if they make those field goals in the early weeks we're talking about what a great year philip rivers is having and how tough this chargers team is i mean they could be in a similar spot to the chiefs right now and kind of alex smith where a lot of it just depends on success if alex smith is putting up the stat lines that he is and they're losing it's it's not working out right you know I think that there's a lot of, I mean, talent-wise, the Chiefs are just a far better team. They've got a great defense. They've got yeah. a lot of a lot of explosive offensive players. But that's, 
That's what I'm saying. But this, the Chargers could have the same record this as them team super easily. Is on the two rise. field goals are made and they have the same record as the Chiefs. Right, but you look at their with wins. less talent. I mean, they beat the Broncos twenty-one to nothing. That is an impressive win. Uh, granted, the Broncos' offense is just terrible. Yeah. But that's still a good win, I suppose. The Raiders seventeen to sixteen. That's a good win. But Derek Carr was out. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of people have beat EJ Manuel. Hey, beat the Giants, EJ Manuel. twenty-seven to twenty-two. Yeah, Carr was there for the for that game. Was he? He was. Oh, shame on! Oh, that was his first game back. Yep. But, yeah, coming yeah, back I mean, from still, breaking still, a vertebrae. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Still he should have been nails. Hey, but, I'm just saying. I'm just gotta calls him out. I sees him. I that's just good. calls calls how you see him. I like that. Um. Okay. My next bold prediction. Yes. The San Francisco Philadelphia oh. football game. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Philadelphia will win this game. Okay. That is not my bold prediction. Uh, I was. I thought about. I I went with the the Niners last year, and I was thinking, or last yeah, last week. Last year. Last yeah, year. I remember, yeah. I remember that last year. But I was thinking about. I I I don't know something about that team. I'm just, I'm just really I, ready for the. I think the Niners are going to win. But I don't I, think they beat Philadelphia. That's too bold. But I think this game comes down to a three point margin or less, perhaps a game winning field goal. Ooh. The San Francisco team. They've shown how much heart they have. Navarro Bowman, out the door. Making room for guys, um, you know, Eric Reed taking a bigger role in this team. I, I, Ruben Foster out of Alabama, that, that's who's directly taking over um, for Navarro Bowman. Uh, Solomon Tom- Thomas getting more. I mean, this is a team that's on the rise a lot like the Ch- uh, Chargers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Chargers um, obviously getting a lot of young talent as well. A guy like Joey Bosa, yeah. Melvin Gordon, Melvin Ingram, guys like that. But – this this San Francisco team is on the rise. They're a team who's been crazy competitive this whole season uh, with great teams. I mean, I I really do. I, I think that – I think this is a close game with Philadelphia. I don't know why. I feel like Carson Wentz, he's a good quarterback. I think he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But he's still just a sophomore, and I expect to see him kind of have a sophomore slump at some point. Not necessarily an extended one, but just a game where it's like, oof. Oh, that was – and it looks so good. That and, you know, Carson Wentz is one of the things that's made him so great is how much time he's had in the pocket this year. Yeah. But his O-linemen are getting hurt. I mean, Jason Peters is down. Um, they say that Lane Johnson's going to play, but I, I don't know. I mean, this it's a team where the offensive line's banged up. They haven't really found a run game. I mean, do you go Wendell Smallwood? Do you go LeGarrette Blunt? I don't know. Zach Ertz has been incredible. But I – uh. I could see a world where they take a little bit of a baby step backwards. I still think they're one of the better teams, but I just a baby step and then San Francisco jumps on that. Yeah, I like it. I think yeah. I mean, this is a team kind of as you said that have been so close all year long and Right. It's a it's a good it's a good bold prediction. Even though at this point if you're San Francisco, maybe you don't want to Yeah. Get a lot I of mean, wins. It, uh, once you've lost this many yeah, the, Try the to trend look into is a franchise quarterback yeah, maybe continue to lose. They need that that's the thing. If they had a good quarterback, this yeah. team could be could. I I don't think they would still be the the tough part is they play in a, a very difficult division. I think the Rams and the Seahawks, even with a good quarterback, is probably still better than this Niners team. But they could be right there on the bubble of making the playoffs with with a good quarterback. The Carson Wentz Jared Goff debate is going to be a very fun one for yeah. a long time. I mean, I I know that right now if you redid the draft, you go. Wentz number one, I would say. Yeah, but I yeah. mean that being said, Jared he was Goff coming, has looked really good right, as well. Right, but Goff, uh, I mean, both of them struggled their rookie season. 
Yeah. I would say Wentz had a better rookie season yeah. overall. Yeah. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'm, I'm fairly no, certain he, statistically yeah, he, he did. did have it. Goff did not look great. Yeah. But Goff, no more Jeff Fisher. You bring in a guy. Um. Oh. Yeah. My word. Exactly. For shame. That guy. Why is this happening? Sean McVay. Sean McVay. Is that who you're thinking of? That is exactly. Why is that happening? Young guy. He's only like 32 he years old. He's 32 years old. Yeah. Got that little faux hawk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was and the he's Washington revolutionizing. Yeah, he's uh, the the Rams offense looks really good now. Right. With McVay and Charles. Looks the incredible. Rams look really good. Right. And defensively, the Rams have a great defense. They're not going to go 7-9 offense. and nine with Jeff Fisher again. No. They're done with that 7-9 uh-huh. and nine BS. Love Jeff Fisher. Yeah, he's probably in the state right now somewhere. Probably. Fishing or something. Hey, at his cabin. Just because his name says Fisher in it. No, I mean I don't know. That's just I think hunting season. He's probably hunting now. True. To be fair, but yeah, I, I don't know. I something about the San Francisco team. I believe in them. I don't know. I think I think they keep it real close with Philadelphia. I don't think they win necessarily, but real yeah. close, real close. I can see it. I like it. All right, last one. Do I have one more? Yeah, you got another. Uh, if you want another, I think the Atlanta Falcons lose their third straight game. And they get swept by the AFC East. They lost 23-17 to the Bills. They went on to then lose 20-17 to the Dolphins. Last week, a 23-7 loss to the Patriots. And this week, they take on the Jets, arguably the worst team in this division. But I think the Jets pick it up. And I think we see the straight four-game sweep, AFC East, way better than the NFC South. Atlanta is going to miss the playoffs this year. Whoa. Yeah. Is that the bold prediction? or was that I mean, that all just went in one. I just don't – we talked a lot about the Falcons on Monday. And I – you know, they've got the talent. I just don't – I just – I don't know. You can't lose to that Dolphins team. You can't lose to that Bills team. And you can't get embarrassed in a Super Bowl rematch like they did. True. Without there being some other problems happening. I think the Jets are going to win. And I think wow. the Falcons end the season maybe – Eight and eight, nine and seven, missed the playoffs. That is bold. bold. All right, let's uh, let's. I got two final questions for you. Okay. One, what do you think is the best matchup here on Sunday? The best game matchup you're most looking forward to this week. I mean, it's pretty. I I like the Monday night game is one that's a ton. Of, Denver at KC is one that's really, really fun. Dallas at Washington as well is probably the next. That's the one I was gonna say. Yeah, the next There's most. A lot of offensive game. firepower potential oh, yeah. there. Who's the Who's Washington's quarterback again? Kirk Cousins. Hey. I almost made it one whole show. Kirk I Cousins. really tried to bite you my were, tongue there. That was wow. You like one, that? You were one minute away. You like that, Kirk Cousins? One minute. Oh. But yeah, that's gonna be a fun, that's gonna be a fun game. Dallas coming off a big win against the Niners, so uh, love me we'll some Kirk see Cousins. How how important it is, but Cousins. Yeah, in that's la- a fun one. Last week's game looked good against the old Eagles, but just not enough to. Oh, all right. Well, that's the auto starter for. <laughs> Really? Is that happening? Yeah. All right. Well, oh, we're no, out. I paused it. Nope. Nope. We got another oh. second. Wow. All right. Ha ha. Technology. That's what's going on with the board. Yeah, oh, maybe that is what that is. It's yeah. auto playing ads. Nice. Oh. An upgrade here. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's going to be confusing. Okay. Well, I'll start trying to figure that out. Um. All right. Final question. What's your plans this weekend? Quickly. Uh, in Halloween weekend, man. You know, I don't know. Carve some pumpkins. Girlfriend Taylor's sister's in town. We're going to go hang out with the family a little bit, carve some pumpkins, have some fun. All right. What about you? I'm off to Butte. Butte, America. Go see my buddies over there. There you go. Maybe, maybe watch a little high school football. Maybe watch a little college football. There you go. You never know. And the 93-point Montana Tech 
Roll diggers. Oh, yeah. Roll dig. Roll digs. All right. Well, that does it here for us on the West Coast Bias Show. We'll be back. Ooh, easy now, Tato. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back bright and early Monday morning to give you all of the scoops from the weekend that you missed. West Coast Bias Show, KBJ 89.9. Play us out, Lionel Richie. Yeah, jumbo, jumbo. Wait, jumbo.